Welcome to the American Made and Paid Show, the home of free speech and independent thought. The big story is freedom of speech is really in trouble. The far left knows that at any time they can call for a sponsor boycott of anyone they despise. It is right here, right now, where you'll get your weekly dose of unfiltered truth. It's non-negotiable. Pre-existing conditions will be protected. This president has said this as a candidate. Insight. Very few people I know could have handled it. We can never, ever let this happen to another president again. An information that challenges the American way of life. What is going on, everybody? Zach here, back with the American Maiden Page Show. Hope you guys have all been having an amazing week. Professor Dreg is here with his daughter, but I don't want to mention too many things here because um, <laughs> you know, we've got to keep the identity private, but I want to make this show a little bit more laid back and casual. We'll go for a little while here. You know, what, one of the amazing things about being able to do this podcast is I've been able to get a perspective from you, Professor Dreg, that's been really awesome. And my thoughts have changed. My views on politics have changed. You know, my, my faith is obviously also being challenged because I get to have conversations with a staunch atheist where we can agree and disagree on certain things. And part of the reason why I I haven't been making as many YouTube videos, at least in the last week, I know people who listen to this probably watch me on YouTube is because I feel like I can't just go back on YouTube and talk about the same generic Republican talking points like I could before. Like I can't go onto YouTube and talk about being why I support wars in Israel, why I support wars in the Middle East after having talked to you and with my faith. And I think that, you know, this is something that's relatively recent, but just as an announcement for everyone who's listening, you know, I may vote my values, but I'm an independent. You know, I just want to say that first and foremost, I'm a, you know, a Christian first, a conservative second, but I'm not, I'm not a Republican. You know, I may vote Republican, I may kind of uh, be in line with a lot of the things that they talk about, whether it's constitutional preservation, limited government. But dude, after our conversation earlier this week about taxation and all that, right? And the stuff that we break down, I just got to say this off the bat, like it challenges everything. Progressivism is in every facet of government and it's also amongst Republicans and people need to know that. I just need to say that before we get into this, like, progressivism is not about Democrats or Republicans. You know, it, it, it really, the more and more we talk about this stuff, right? Like we've talked about so much, the political spectrum, racism, even everything down to racism and, and, and how taxes work and how business works and how human behavior works, that it's impossible to deny that racist ideology, you know, carnal, cardinal sins and carnal thinking is all part of just a departure from conservative values, Christian values. And it's also evident in the right, you know, it's like these people will be very supportive of wars, you know, as as opposed to turning the other cheek. And, you know, weirdly enough, even though I'm a firm believer, like before, I know I'm talking a lot, but before what I want to get started in is it's interesting. I'm telling you, I, I, it's, no, I love talking with you, man. I, I I look forward to this like every day because like, dude, I leave it. And I know you feel it too. I leave it and I'm like, man, I, I want to talk about this, but like, I can't do this in a 10 minute YouTube video. How do I distill it? That's why I keep telling people, come and listen to the podcast because this is where it gets deep. But this is something I wanted to talk into about. And then I want to talk about how a lot of people I feel like are returning the faith 
a prominent pickup artist by the name of Rouge V, who is strong in the manosphere of the red pill, teaches men how to seduce women, pick up women. That's something I want to get into later in the show. But the first thing I want to talk about is there's a chapter in the book of Genesis shortly after Noah's Ark where God talks about the Tower of Babel. And this is something that I'm probably going to talk about in a YouTube video just for people who don't listen to it here. And it's important because throughout history, like progressives want collectivism, right? Progressives want to bring people together. Everyone's equal. Give you a, a welfare state. Government takes care of you, right? We're sovereign individuals, and even though we all may be different in race, you know, red, yellow, black, and white, all are the same in God's sight. I mean, the Tower of Babel is an interesting thing that I want to get into because it's basically what's happening right now. A lot of our countries need progressivism to get people to agree to a one-world government, to agree to total government control. That's important because in the book of Genesis, the Tower of Babel was men came together, right, from different tribes, different nations, and they built this stairway to heaven, for lack of a better word. They were trying to get to God's level. They were trying to um, come together, and, and they built the city. They built, they built the Tower of Babel. And as a result, before they, they could get to a certain point, the angels of God came down and confused all of them, and they were scattered into different nations, and I think I remember we talked about this in the very beginning, earlier episodes about how we need sovereignty in our own nations, but we can still come together and respect each other as people. But the problem with people is that when they all come together like that, collectivism <clears throat> means that an oligarchy comes as a result, which means one person has to lead. One person has to decide for everybody else what's best, as opposed to individualism. So God yeah. never wanted the nations of the world to come together because it screws us up. Well, it, see, but but this is I I'm not kidding you. That story to me That Tower of Babel, one of my favorite stories. Blows my mind. Yeah. yeah. Seriously, that that's what I mean, that's how I, I, I'm thinking this can't be true. Or, you know <laughs> No, but this is why I think uh, like uh, okay, so from my cause I, I actually I read that. I mean, I read it like the Tower of Babel story. Yeah. It took me like 20 to 25 reads to get it. Mm -hmm. And I'm almost positive that Jesus destroyed every, not Jesus, God destroyed everybody in preparation. And as a lesson, as a reminder of what, because I, I think he did like, okay, because of that, then he rethought everything and he goes, you know what? I'm going to, I'll just let Jesus come down to go down to earth. And, uh, because I, I believe just from that story, that's the story of why Jesus needed to come to earth. That's, mm -hmm. that's, that was my take. I was like, wait a minute, if this story is true, then that would totally, I mean, I don't understand why Jewish people didn't understand why jesus had to come because yeah, that's that's, it, that's and you're right because that's why they don't believe that he is in fact the messiah they don't accept that he's the son of god no but in the in the tower of babel it literally like that's that was the whole thing it was just that's why i'm just it doesn't make any sense to i'm thinking well that's why i think uh you know the jewish faith has to be some sort of cult religion because literally in your bible God just, well, not only did God destroy you, but 
God made everybody, like everybody used to speak the same language. And then he made it more difficult for you to come together. Mm-hmm. And then he kills all of you, <laughs> but spares only a couple. You know, it's well, just, he didn't kill everybody. The tower. No, no, that's what I'm saying. He spared. Everyone. But no, no. Okay. But look at who he spared. He was very, he did not spare a lot of people. He killed off almost all the six day people. He killed off almost everybody, but no one, the people that he picked. And then like whatever Enoch had, had, had told him. Uh, but my point is that's insane. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? And then, so, and you know, it just seems like the, from what I'm reading in the old Testament, it's just a repeat and a repeat and a repeat of God trying to tell you how to live. They keep not doing it. And then there's some sort of destruction and, and it's not even a destruction. It's a literal punishment. Mm-hmm. And, and going back to what you said earlier, I was like, yeah, like I realized yesterday that taxation was a punishment, but then it just hit me. It sounds like, well, shit, if taxation is a punishment, so is progressivism. That's it's what I'm saying. It's a punishment so, against blacks. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a punishment in that we have been shown the way to live throughout history by prophets, through the Bible, whatever you may call it, right? There have always been that. But the, the recurring pattern here is disobedience. Plain and simple. That's what it is, right? It's, it's the most common motif of man throughout history. I'm not going to single out Jews here, just man in general. And, you know, we don't have to look so, like, for example, look at great empires, right? Look mm-hmm. at empires that, that rule based on collectivism. And when I say empires, I don't mean conquest and conquerors, warlords, where they were where people like Genghis Khan or Alexander the Great or, you know, uh, even all these Roman emperors who had lots of territory were basically occupying people. It's the aspect that it it takes away sovereign sovereign sovereignty from people and it puts certain people in charge of other people. That's what I want to get at because government we've already established over and over again should be put into place to enforce the laws and to take care of the people who can't take care of themselves. That's it. At no point did it ever indicate that this governing party, based on people that you elect, everyday people, are any more superior to you or should be in charge of you. So when we talked yesterday about taxation, about how, dude, you're responsible for your own damn sidewalk. You're responsible for your own road, right? Like, that made me think. I'm not trying to get into that, but it made me think about, like, you go back to Genesis, right? And all these people had one voice, one language, one nation. They tried to build a stairway to heaven and God confused all of them. And that's how they got scattered into all these different nations. And when we look at the best way to live, which is like in, in, in the gospels where it's like, it doesn't matter if you're a Samaritan, it doesn't matter if you're a Jew, it doesn't matter if you're from this area, that, that area, right? As long as you treat people the way you're supposed to treat them, Right, and not feel like you're better off than them because you're from this country or that country. That's how we can get along. At the same time, we need to also have an appreciation for individual sovereignty because that's what it's all about. You don't belong to a tribe of people necessarily, and you're better off because you're, you belong to that tribe. That's what Jesus was breaking because all are the same, all one blood. That's what he, he said that himself. Like, if you're saved through Christ, that's, that's his philosophy. And I think that our modern day government takes from that 
it's not perfect because at the same time, a lot, I'll, I'll just be the honest with you, man. A lot of the people who wrote the Constitution, they weren't necessarily evangelical Christians. A lot of them were, but a lot of them also weren't. Like, I know for, for a fact that Tom, if I'm going to say like, yeah, there's Christian values because they acknowledge that this was the best way to govern people from an individual standpoint where it protects people from mob rule. But people like Thomas Jefferson, Ben Franklin, I mean, they were Masons, right? Freemasonry yeah. is not Christianity. It, 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 you know, it's, it's actually, a, it's a bastardization for lack of a better word. But that being said, it doesn't mean that they didn't take from uh, these libertarian governmental aspects from the Bible so I think that when you keep saying like, dude, this is the best way to live. It's true. It is the best way to live. These are instructions from God on how to live on this planet, how to preserve our planet, how to make sure we're not killing each other, how to make sure that there's no racism, how to make sure that we're taking care of the poor while being as rich as possible without taking advantage of other people. It's all in there, right? We just, we got really close with the constitution but like, if you read the book of the judges, if you read the book of how civil, you know, policing needs to work, like we talked about the police force, it's all coming together now. That's what I want to talk about, about how it's like, it, all of that was, has been there and has always been there. But man, because of collectivism, because of racism, because they think they're better than other people feels like, well, I'm going to take some of that and make it my way and make it better. So you still have a government that the people elects right now in the United States but it doesn't matter if you're Democrat or Republican. It's like, think about it, right? To become president, yeah. you still got to go to an Ivy League progressive university. We've established that. I, I, I don't know. I'm not going to say it, it won't happen. But like, you really think some guy who built his community up, maybe did very successfully, went to some community college or didn't go to college at all, will ever take the position of office of president of the United States? I don't know. That's a question that I want the listeners to think about and ponder because progressivism also created the Republican government. It also created a, a certain Republican way of thinking. There's no denying that. Theodore Roosevelt himself, Republican, but he established the Progressive Party of 1912. Yep. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? So we Which talk makes about sense about the whole punishment thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I know that was a long spiel, but that's that's sort of the 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 uh the synthesis of everything that we've talked about. Cuz you you have to acknowledge how things are in the streets because it gives you a clear picture of how conservatism works. Then you got to look at it in the upper ranks. Yeah, but see, but here's the problem. It's very hard to under because, you know, now I'm not trying to brag or anything, but I can't imagine like Jewish people really understanding a lot of this stuff. You, you know what I mean? Because it, it's, it's not easy. <laughs> I mean, cause it, it's I not mean, easy. So they, well, I mean, because, but you got to think about this, the tower of Babel, it took me like 20, 25 times to get it. And I'm thinking, you know, because the question becomes why, why did he do it? Like, why did, why did that anger God? Why did this? Why did that? Why, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it always comes back to the same thing. It's because of how they were working together as a people. So all the things that they were doing was wrong. And that's why he did it. He wants us there, but, but it has to be done a certain way. Yeah. And, and I, and I believe, I mean, because you got to think about it like this, because if we, let's just say, they were successful. 
at the Tower of Babel or whatever. Because I like, okay, so people go, well, how is heaven? What would heaven be like if you're like, I said, well, I mean, it'll pretty much be like earth mm-hmm. except for there'd be no unfair taxation or taxation at all. There'd be no progressive ideology. Everybody would honestly, but they would, okay, so animals have um, like a natural ability to find equilibrium with the environment. That's how heaven would be the same way. See, like humans can't do it because we don't understand how to achieve natural equilibrium with our environment. We don't, and progressive ideology, it's the exact opposite. They pretend to care about the environment, but they don't. See, like, this is why, like... Uh, Solar panels destroy the environment. Lithium-ion yeah, batteries exactly. no, destroy the environment. The truth, yeah. Like, because people don't get it. Like, I've, you know, and I know people think I'm crazy for saying this, but it's the truth. Solar panels is the perfect example. Uh, you know, not all solar panels are dangerous or whatever, but how we, how we mass-produce solar panels and how we use uh, solar panels and mass production is really dangerous to our environment because... It one the first thing it does it makes the dirt we grow our food unhealthy. Therefore, like you know, because of solar panels, our food are gonna lack things like potassium, magnesium, vitamin D. You know, just a lot of you know vitamins that mm-hmm. we get from the synthesis of radiation on our soil is yeah. now being taken away because of solar panels. Right, right. So, you know, things like that, and then not, and forget about you know rain production you know, there's going to be less rain because of the solar panels. Why? Because, you know, and it's amazing how this is literally something from the Bible, how rain comes from the dirt, but it's, it's, there's a lot of truth. I mean, it's, it's, it's more complicated than that, but either way, solar panel stops that process. It really does. So, I mean, not 100% completely, but it will reduce the annual rain amount about, you know, 20 to 30% a year. Mm-hmm. And a place like, you know, California, which has been, you know, blessed as being known as a food basket, you know, for the world, if we lose 30% of our rainfall, come on, you know, what's going to do for our, uh, um, for our food and our ability to grow food. But anyways, that was a tangent, but, um, <laughs> you know, this, like what you're t- telling me literally reminds me of what of Dr. Savage's, uh, Dr. Michael Savage's philosophies, uh, on, on the Bible and, and progressive ideology and all these other things. And I know he's a Jew, but a lot of things he says is very Christian like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. he just is. And that's why it you totally be, remind me of that. Maybe a Jew by heritage though. And that's something that sometimes <laughs> I, I never want to assume anything with Jewish people because like, I know people who are Jewish who do believe on Jesus, who are Messianic Jews, right? So they actually accept that. They like they have like the Christian faith, but they're Jewish by by heritage, by ethnic background, and you know, not just because you practice the faith. You're you're not really a convert to Judaism. You were born into it, and you you know that's so. There's that as well. But go, sorry, I didn't mean to derail you about Dr. No, 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 no. But the whole yeah, this whole uh, no, because this is like because I'm I'm new to religion, so this is. You know, it, it takes me a while to think. And then, like, I can't help tend. Like, when you tell me something scientific, I just, boom, I just go back to it. <laughs> <laughs> the solar panels. But, uh, but yeah, like, there is something inherent. Because, like, I've only heard 
like, because very, like, okay, so we're going back to, because it's complicated. This story about the Tower of Babel, it's a complicated story. This is not an easy story. The only person I know of besides you is Dr. Michael Savage. Like, and he's a super smart man. You know, he has two PhDs he, and, you know, and he thinks about these things and his behavior. He's so accepting of all these other people. If you ever meet him or talk to him, he's not a racist man. There's not a racist bone in his body. He knows mm -hmm. how to live with others. He knows industry. He knows all these things. And that's a very, I mean, very few people on this planet has achieved a type of, you know, um, because like, again, the only thing I can think of is just, you know, scientific people or, or, you know, doctors and, but this is Erickson, self-actualization. If I was to honestly say anybody was self-actualized, it would be him, Savage. And I like how we plug Dr. Savage on this show. <laughs> yeah, I know, it's insane. No, I but it's, our it's, it's not even so much that we're, but it's just because it's like, because to, in order to explain this, we have to speak about real people on this earth who honestly have achieved things that very few people have. And, and that's the thing. It, it's, it's like to understand that Tower of Babel to work in a way that's helpful for other people. How many people on this planet have actually done what is kind of described in the Tower of Babel? See, now, if everybody took to what Savage says and with his work and what he's done, we'd live in a world that would be totally different. I mean, I don't know anything about a sexuality, or, or, but I do remember his sodomite thing, which I thought was funny, but, you know. <laughs> it's hilarious. But I think they took like, that out of context because he lives in, in San Francisco. Yeah, but, but and he, I think it was also because he got a, a nuisance of a caller. He wasn't like trying to hate on anybody. It was just, he got somebody who was like, okay, you know this is a, an, an on-air broadcast. Why did you say that? You, you know, and he called yeah. them. Oh, so, yeah, but see, that's why I can it's never hilarious. But I got to say that it's funny. <laughs> it's so funny. But he got fired from MSNBC because of that. Yeah, no, but like, I, you know, like I, I use the word fag and I, I can't imagine being fired for using the word fag. when I, it's, I can it's, see how it would be offensive towards gay people. I mean, they yet. Yeah, it, but it's like using the N word. It's like I use that, too. And it, I mean, nobody seems to care. But I don't know. But anyway, because, because but, of it. But see, but see right there. That is part of language manipulation and acceptance. It's like you got to be one to say one, but you can't call it as it is. That, that's really the sometimes a little bit of the fallacy there regarding like, oh, should non-black people be able to say the N-word or should non... You know, it's the Think about it, right? Think about the, just the use. Think about consistency's sake. Only black people are allowed to yeah, use Yeah, that's the a stupid thing. That's it's like saying that only gay people can say... Yeah, and it's like... <laughs> well, <laughs> no, but now... Go down to Koreatown and all these Asians... Yeah, like, they all say yeah, it. I'm like, okay. I'm ratchet, nigga. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... but I'm thinking, what the hell? It's it's amazing for me. I mean, because it's like the first time I heard somebody say that to me in a quote unquote trying to be cool with me was some Asian. I mean, because I I told you about the the club we had, and um, yeah, so we used to throw Asian parties because again, I I promote make the most money because uh, I ain't gonna try to have a party with a bunch of broke ass people uh, trying to negotiate with <laughs> the prices of Long Islands. 
No, man. <laughs> yeah, God, no, it's the truth. You don't want that. But anyway, but this dude called me a nigger, and I'm like, what? And I almost ate him up, and then Jackson told me, no, 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 man, it's, you don't get it. You're old. They're young. <laughs> it's a thing with the young people say. And I'm like, I'm like, oh. no, because Jackson was the, the, he's my promoter. And he's so, Asian, too. Yeah, yeah, no. And no, he's from the, and he knows. So he goes, well, dude, times are changing. You got to change with it. And I'm like, yeah, no, 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 no. But he was right. You know what I mean? But it takes me back to Savage. See, Savage knows things like, I like, I honestly believe he understands the Bible better than most people. Like, I'm really going to try to read that book or even buy it. Uh, I got to buy it. Faith and Reason. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's on my list. I need a better understanding yeah. of, of God. And, and I the, like how he titled it too. God, Faith, Reason. Like, <laughs> think about yeah, that. No, like, because see, but that's yeah. the point. I mean, everybody that I've heard and including pastors and preachers and, and imams, they're illogical people. I mean, and it's hard for somebody who, with a scientific background to trust somebody who's illogical, like my boy, who's a real pastor. He but, was the same thing. He well, goes, well, you need to is encounter some of these people who are very, very logical, reasonable. No, no, no but, oh, but the thing is like this. The Bible, like they're well, the head of the, the Human Genome Project is a Christian. Like he can. Well, see, like that, I, I never met him, but like that one, like the videos of that one astrophysicist, his math was wrong. And that's why I was like, oh man. I well, mean, he wasn't it, explaining what you were explaining. He was explaining the authenticity of like, say measurement and at, like. Yeah, you know, yeah. See, and I haven't gotten into numbers yet, but the thing is it like, but as soon as somebody's wrong, I, I automatically just shut them off. Dude, that's why I like talking to you because dude, for some odd reason, <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out because dude, you're young. You know what I mean? But your yeah. knowledge is solid. It's insane. And I'm thinking, man, it has to be because of your parents or something. I'm still like, it's like an anomaly, you know, unlike that other dude on YouTube called it. But you really are. It's, dude, I don't know no. if it's a paradox or an anomaly, but either way, it's amazing how, yeah, and I didn't want to think about it because then my brain might blow up. Well, we don't have to go too, too math about it, but here's an interesting thing to tie it back to Savage and, and the context of like... <laughs> well, and, hold on. before I forget, let me get back to the point of the Tower of Babel and why... Because okay, okay. <laughs> what you're talking about is so, so complicated. Because I had, and I still believe this, I think the Jewish faith is a cult because it's similar to something like Scientology. It really is. It, it, it's, it's, these guys have all these things. They do all these things. A lot of rituals. Yeah. yeah, but not just the rituals, and, but just their beliefs allow them to do great things. Like, don't make no mistake about it. Tom Cruise has done great things. Mm -hmm. and, and not just making movies and becoming like a multimillionaire, but that dude has held, he holds the world record of holding his breath underwater. And that he did it for like 10 minutes. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine holding your breath for 10 minutes? See, no. but that's, but the thing is like this. Yeah, we all know it's humanly possible and all this other stuff, but why would you do it? But that's, that's, that's another question. But to tie this back to the Tower of Babel, these people have abilities like Tom Cruise or other Jewish people who are great in history, but how does that serve humanity? And it doesn't. See, like, I'm, now I'm going to bring it back to Savage. How does Savage, because, you know, because we, like, because I'm, I'm going to tie it into uh, your Mason 
statement earlier, how the Masons yeah. was a bastardization of Christianity. Freemasonry, yeah. Yeah. So, but it's the same thing with Scientology and the Jewish faith because the Jewish faith is a bastardization of Christianity. Well, Be- Jew- Jews historically, I will correct you on that, came before that. But once Jesus everything. See, but that is where it's everybody's wrong. See, because the God wanted us, like God, I don't think God initially, God didn't want Jesus to come. He wanted everybody to figure out Christianity because here's, this is the big problem that everybody has. See, and this is why I love the Tower of Babel, because literally that story is the foundation in why Jesus had to come. Because nobody understood how to live with this type of technology because I don't want to say because they're primitive, but because they didn't have what Savage had. See, because Savage worked on something and he literally gave it away. I mean, although, you know, in theory, his son made buku buku bucks with Rockstar, but he gave away that knowledge. He didn't want anything for it. He didn't want to be like a rock star with that, although his rock star energy drink. But you know, but it's yeah. the truth. Think but about- no, his 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 studies trailblazed people like Alex Jones and and his well, son. Forget about even Alex Jones. Yeah. Even better than that, his studies is the foundation for RNAi therapy. That's genetic. You know, that's at, at the genetic level of how plants uh, fight off cancer. Because think about this. With all these oil spills, with all of this nuclear testing, like we bomb, like we literally bombed the oceans with nuclear bombs in our tests. We've done all these things, but yet somehow, some way, these plants have survived, right? Mm-hmm. There is tons of ocean life. There's tons of, of uh, plant life in the oceans. And with all the carcinogens and nuclear waste, all these things happening in the ocean, how come these plants survive? Believe it or not, Savage's studies of medicinal plants opened up the entire field. So now we know why. Mm-hmm. We know why all of these things happen. That's why we have RNAi therapy, which basically is uh, a discovery made through plants. This is why we have antibiotics so much stronger than we have today because we understand plants. Savage opened it up for everybody. You know what I mean? And, and so he, you know, is, I hate to say this, but a mind like that has to come from God. You know, just like Einstein's mind. Einstein's mind comes from God. Just like Da Vinci. It has to because very few people could understand that. Like Moses, his mind was destroyed, <laughs> but it did come from God. That's why he needed Aaron. Because why? His mind was given by God, but it's hard. It's a hard thing to understand. Mm. And that Tower of Babel is a hard story to understand because that's literally the first time we get to hear about Christianity. It's a Christian story without before, even before they see, because if we don't understand time, like we don't understand time because, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's this thing. Time is a manipulation. It's, it's a distance. It's all these things that we don't understand. We only understand time as seconds, milliseconds, you know, mm-hmm. world records. That's how we set world's records through time. But no, that story is a story about Jesus. Why, like, it's, a, it's a literal prequel, like to make it, you know, for everybody else to understand. It's a prequel. There was Star Wars, and then the prequels to Star Wars, this and that. It sets the foundation for a new hope. 
you're you're right because I think I think this is where it's going to tie into you know the Jewish faith and everything that we've talked about because what Moses got from God, right? When he was talking to God for 40 days, 40 nights, whatever, God, by the way, was talking to him through thunder and lightning. No, he actually didn't lay eyes on God, right? No, but even get, that, remember but, that thunder and lightning are nothing more than electrical impulse. I'm telling you now. That's I know, I know that, that's why it's trippy, but <laughs> let's not get too complicated here. He went there. He, he didn't just get the 10 commandments, but he also got the first five books of the Bible on how to live at that time. He didn't just get a history lesson because God said, hey, this is what happened. Just write it down. That's it. He didn't write. People think Moses wrote the first five books. No, God wrote the first five books. He gave it to Moses and Moses transcribed it. But this is, this is crazy because when you say Tower of Babel stuff as a prequel to Jesus in the New Testament, and this is in the Gospel of John, John 5 specifically, right? When the Jews question him as the Messiah, right? Jesus literally says, if you believe Moses, you would believe me for he wrote about me. Mm. <laughs> and, and the crazy thing, the crazy thing is Torah, the, the Jewish holy book is based on those first five books. So if you didn't believe Moses, mm-hmm. like if they, if you claim to believe Moses and that's what you practice, Levitical rituals, Levitical priests, altar sacrifices, whatever, first five books, if you believe in that, you believe in Jesus or you have to because, and that, that, that's what, that's where the tie is because. Okay, but here's the thing, Jesus, but this is where it gets lost in translation. In the Tower of Babel, the one thing everybody lacked was love. Nobody, they didn't have love for one another. Like, you know what I mean? They, they didn't know how to love one another. And that's yeah. basically it. And, that, and that's, you know, and I hate, to, I mean, it really is that simple. Because we don't love one another, we don't. Because we confuse love with sex. We do. And, you know, because I, I could love men, but I don't have to fuck them. You know what I'm saying? Just Language. Because I love a man, <laughs> but you know, it doesn't mean I have to fornicate with every single man on the planet. That's not. To, but see, gay people say that all the time. They go, "Oh, you hate me because of how I love men, uh, because the way, you know, I love." I'm like, "No, I don't hate you at all." But I think what you do sexually is gross. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's. But that's the thing. It, it's people don't understand love, like, and that's why, like, when when my Christian parents. You know, because uh, that's what I'm calling my coaches. I said that yesterday. When it really does hit you with the commandments, it, the commandments are nothing but a love. First commandment, love. Second commandment, love. He made it even simpler. See, because when Moses, like, and I, I hate to say this, but cause, you know, I don't know if this is blasphemy, but God made a lot of mistakes with humans. He did. And instead of making it super easy, he gave it, you know, he gave us all these laws and books and things to do, you know, to show love or whatever. <clears throat> but instead of just saying, hey, look, when you love somebody, you love yourself. Like he, you break it down and you break it down easily. But, you know, yeah, he miscalculated. And that's why Jesus had to come. So the Jewish faith really is Christianity. But the thing is, it never, like in the, from what I'm reading, the first two books, there's no mansion of loving, like self-love and loving. I mean, because it talks about, you know, oh, yeah, only but, worship God because of the jealousy factor and that. Sure, sort of sure. Thing. And I think that that's what a lot of contemporaries would argue. It's like God gave you guys the Ten Commandments, right? Why didn't he include things in there like, you know, rape and uh, pedophilia and all that? 
but they're missing the point because if you love God and you love others, love well, others. See, that's a new, that's a new Testament commandment. And that's my point. See, these Jewish people never got it. They never understood how to self love, like to love yourself. They never understood it. Mm-hmm. They never understood because they always question, am I good enough? Am I good enough? You know, it's probably what you're what, which explains Woody Allen. <laughs> I, yeah, that, that's, a, that's an example. That's an but extreme. See, but the thing is, they never understood the, the story of the Tower of Babel. They never understood it. They never understood why God was always pissed. They never got it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, uh, but that's the... But that's when I under that, like reading that made me think, holy shit, this is about Christianity. This whole book of Genesis is, is like, of course it's tech, but at the same time, it's like, it's what you do with this tech. If you love yourself, yeah. then you're going to love me because I gave you all of this power and ability, but then you got to take care of one another. But I'm telling you, it's so far, they never really specifically say anything about self-love or nothing yeah. like that. I will say it's a pretty, it's a pretty crazy badass book. Like Genesis. Yeah, no, but see, but think about it. Moses lost his mind, so he made Aaron be his spokesperson. Well, he didn't lose his mind, so Moses was in the same. Like I, like Moses couldn't understand either. It's like, how can you guys turn your back and do this and do that? Like it doesn't make any sense. But I was like, yeah, but you got to realize these people's minds are very limited. You know, and I'm not saying this to brag, but most people's minds are limited. So you have to simplify things. See, because when you're super smart, and like, I'm not saying I'm super smart, but, you know, guys like Moses or... Oh, like, you're pretty smart. It's a fact. I'm going to tell yeah, you that. No, but the thing is, like, well, I'm not Einstein smart. I'll tell you that. But when you have guys like Savage, I, like these guys have a level of understanding that we can never achieve. And that's what I'm telling you. I can't be a leader. I'm not like Savage could be a leader. You could be a leader. People can be leaders, not me. I'll, I'll tell, like, I'll break down like the story about what happened last night and why I could never be a leader. <laughs> but this is a true story. But, but, but the thing is like this, the Jewish Bible from what I'm reading is nothing more than Christianity. That's it without uh, see, but Jesus was very specific. He broke it down, made it real simple for everybody. And that's why everybody around the world understands it because it's not about the science. It's about the mind and how we treat one another stemming from how you treat yourself. But in the Old Testament, it's all about tech and trying to achieve this technology, achieve this technology, bam, 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 bam. And they never get anywhere with it because they don't love one another. They use it to destroy one another, technically. But anyway... Uh, but, but let's go back to how difficult it is being, uh, because I understand why Jewish people are so messed up in the head and I know, and it, but it goes back to what happened to me last night. So, you know, because wherever you live is where we live. I gotta, I gotta move the car and all this other stuff. So I'm moving the car. I'm walking to the Tenderloin. Here is some, I believe she's Asian. Uh, half Asian, half white, <clears throat> but she's older. She's about my age, and uh, and she's hanging out like literally on. Because if you, I don't know if you know where the Tenderloin's at, but I know the Tenderloin. Oh, so okay. like, so she's there's these bars on. Uh, I believe this bar was on. Oh, it's the street before Eddie, Eddie and Larkin. There's this bar, 
so I know that's where she was at. But anyway, so she's yelling at everybody. And, and there's a couple of dudes, like a couple of, well, one black guy. And yeah, it's like a movie, a tall black ass dude and a, and a dirty looking white guy. Just they're from the streets. You know, they're cause it's just, it's the tenderloin. Yeah. So well, this when like you said tenderloin, I, I already knew the picture. So yeah. So I'm walking through, everybody's doing crack, selling drugs. It's just what they do. The prostitutes are out. There's the Century Theater thing that's a new whatever. And, and so anyway, but this girl is just totally yelling at people. And I walk past it. You know, she's yelling at everybody, telling, don't follow me, blah, blah, blah. And just talking crazy. But she's drunk. And, uh, and I walk. And then all of a sudden, I hear her screaming, ah, ah. So I'm like, oh, boy. So I turn around, start walking back up because I'm walking, I'm walking from market. I mean, I'm walking from where we're at down towards market end. So I'm walking down. So I'm on Eddie Street. I hear the scream and I walk back up. And then she goes, they took my phone. And I said, look, and then like, because everybody's going to rush. There's going to be a big fight. I said, hey, look, stop. Everybody stop. I said, you two walk away. You walk away now. And, uh, and they walked like the dudes that were accused of stealing. They walked away. And, uh, and then the, why you let them do that? Why you let them do that? I said, because you don't know. I said, you don't know who they are. You don't know if they got a gun or not, but you're yelling, screaming around this. And I said, you're lucky. This is all that happened to you. I said, this ain't Disneyland. This is the streets. What's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then some, some crazy ass black lady comes. She goes, are you part of this? I said, I don't need to be a part of this. I said, I said the police ain't going to come here. I said, this isn't where the police come. I said, you got people working here. You think the police are going to come? I said, you're lucky. This is all that's happening to you. You're on the, actually, she was on the floor. Yeah. On the floor with pleather. I don't know if they were leather or pleather, but there were pleather pants and she had a little ponytail. Just crazy. Just, just, but she was drunk. And then I said, look, I said, this is the streets of saying, I said, what's wrong with you? And, and, uh, and then she, you're just a part of it. I said, I don't, even if I was a part of it, I said, look at this is all that's happening. I said, this is all that's happening. And, uh, and then so anyway, and then some like some dude like because you know like all the wetbacks. This is what they do on, on O'Farrell. They they just sell drugs, and so this little story goes on. And then he was saying something. You know, oh, this guy he's no good. I'm like, I said, I don't care if he's no good or not. I said, you don't know if he has a gun. He could shoot you right here. And then, but they're already gone. It was just me and you know these two dudes. They were just like, because one dude, he must have been like, he had his his beard was gray. The black dude, he was tall as fuck, but his beard was gray. And I'm like, but anyway, so I just walked off, and I'm thinking, you know what I mean? But yeah. this is, you know, it's it's the point of the story is, in theory, I should have said, hey, look, return her the, you know, whatever, this and that. But a part of me wanted to beat this woman's ass because I'm thinking, what is wrong with this woman? But that's how Jewish people are the same way. They're all about punishment. You know what I mean? And, and things like that are throwing mm. stones like the Muslims. And a p- big part, like, man. And, he, like, and Jesus himself even said, oh, man, this, this triggered another thought because he even said, why are y'all so concerned with all these rules? <laughs> no, but it's true. But I don't, it's hard to be like, I'm telling you now, it's a hard thing to do. Like, I get it. Like, I understand. But, you know, you, you theory, need the tact. You still need the, the, the kind of like the softened edge with people. Even if they're dumber than you, you got to be like, you know what I mean? I, I know, I know the curse. I know what it's like because I'm smarter than most people. So you got to be patient. No, 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 no. But it's the ghetto side. 
Yeah, the, you're right. It's the killer ghetto. They just start, they have a ghetto mentality of like just fighting back. Cause remember, I, cause the thing is like this, I, you know, I've said things in the past that I, cause I am, I'm against the UFC. I'm against martial arts, but I'm not against like, I'm not against it as an art form. You know what I mean? Like I'm not against lifting weights and learning how to fight to defend yourself, but I'm just against, I'm against competitive fighting. It's just something about it. I can't explain it, but it's wrong. But it's something biblical wrong. It's like in theory, it's badass. I like guess because it's the truth. It's like, you know, the old me, I probably would have been fighting just for the sake of it, just to like, yeah, I still got it. You know what I mean? I'm, yeah. you know, 50 and I still got it. And I still, I know in my mind, I still got it because everybody backed off me real quick. But the thing is like, I could appreciate learning how to fight and competitive fighting, you know, just because it's, it's cool. It's a cool thing to do. But at the same time, I know it's wrong. You know what I mean? Because, you know, you don't like, because I know you've never seen this, but there's a lot of dudes who train to fight mm -hmm. just so they can take advantage of other people. And I know that for a fact. It, it, it's because, you know, I've seen it myself. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people that, you know, that I've seen train, like I told you the story how like where I was fighting and uh, 32 counts of attempted murder at the end of that fight. And then some guy saw me and he goes, dude, if I trained you how to fight, dude, you could be a, a, like really good. So I, that's how I trained in Pradol Suri. That, it's like Muay Thai, but it's uh, that Cambodian style. And uh, he trained me for a few months and he was right. I was a good fighter because a lot of it, because like I'm, we mentioned this before, fighting is nothing more than being super strong and super flexible. Because mm -hmm. somebody gets you in a headlock, it's just just wiggle your way out of it, you know. But you gotta have strength to do it. Sure. And a lot of people don't realize my strength didn't come from lifting weights, although we lifted weights. But it mostly came from running. Mm -hmm. You know, like in the off season, we ran cross country, and uh, and during track season, it was hardcore jumping. You know, like with explosiveness. So and people don't realize, like you know, like as a cross country runner. We train like no, like boxers don't even, because boxers are known for like their long distance running, but cross well, you need that, that endurance, right? That cardiovascular, yeah, you know. exactly. No, but seriously, dude, we used to run like everybody goes, oh, I run about 20 miles a week. Dude, we were running like 15 miles a day, <laughs> you know, and it wasn't just on a flat because cross country is like running up in the, uh, yeah, you got hills and stuff. Yeah, oh man. Cross country is like a badass sport. You know what I mean? And, and you know, yeah. and we weren't, we weren't like, okay. So our runners in cross country were like, we had three guys go to the Kinney meet and, and the, I don't know what it's called now, but in the old days, like Kinney was the shoe store. And uh, they would sponsor the national meet. Like, dude, we had some distance runners. And uh, to have three guys go from, like, a ghetto school, that's uh -huh. insane because usually cross-country is a white boy sport. But we had three dudes. I mean, although <laughs> two of them were white. Because <laughs> uh, uh, I don't want to say their names, but one was Mexican and two were white. Yeah. But still, you know what I mean? It's like um, – yeah. 
Well, I, I mean, I do want to tie it back to really quickly to just the return <clears throat> of faith because the quick, quick oh, yeah, thing yeah, I yeah, mentioned is, is I think that people are starting to realize this. It's not just me with me wanting to get stronger in my faith, but I, one thing I mentioned in the beginning of this video that I just want to chime in here just because I did say it is, you know, this pickup artist like Roosh V went Christian and banned because the reason why this is important is because for the past two weeks, we talked about how if you have too much sex, it turns you it, it's it kills you or it turns you gay and I, I i i can't like you know what i mean or some you're just gonna look for something that's gonna be beyond that and after a while you realize that you just get like no i think that because he he flat out banned he's a pickup artist for those of you who don't know roosh v i'm sure people who listen to me know who he is um yeah i'm looking up, pickup I'm artist. look it up but i i don't see like okay so well, I'm it, it, it's on not, the 14 most famous pickup artists, and and I'm looking at all these dudes. I'm thinking these dudes are pickup artists. Usually, they're not the most attractive guys. That's why it's an art. But here's the deal: his his he basically I think has uh, abandoned pickup artistry. And again, I don't know if this is if this is exactly true, but you know that's why I let it sit for a couple of weeks. But I feel like there's just this return because people are starting to wake up to that Romans thing we were talking about, how, hey, you keep giving in to lustful passions of the flesh for short-term satisfaction. Number one, it's going to be hard for you to actually think for yourself and develop long, long-term relationships. And number two, it's also a waste of time. I literally got off the phone with somebody yesterday where it's just like, man, if I had just like quit porn 100% like 10 years ago, how much more productive would I have been? Like you just like, you know, the, the these people that accomplish these wondrous feats, high performing people are not people who are doing drugs. They're not people who are smoking pot. They're not people who are even drinking and they're not, they're certainly not having excessive sex and giving into that stuff. I'm serious. Like traits of high performing people historically and today, dude, some of these people, Donald Trump, he's never had a drink in his life. For some people, that blows their minds. Like, Donald Trump doesn't drink? Yeah, not a single drink. You know what I mean? And he's Donald yeah. Trump. And, and I, I look at this consistency with a lot of people. It's like, dude, if you want to build, you got to think straight. Your mind is your most important asset. The six inches between your ears, as everybody says, is that critical space where don't abuse it. If you smoke pot, you lose brain. We even talked about this in like the sixth episode where marijuana became legal, especially in these progressive states, Washington, Colorado, California. Why? It makes people dumber. They're easy, they're, it's a lot more e- easier to control people. If you, if you keep doing this, this is what I want to say. I, I, and there's a point to this because I feel like people are waking up slowly. And some people who are at least not so arrogant to see that things are falling apart have realized that it's like you go back to the Bible and it's like, this is the way to live. This is how you, you, you got to live. Even if you don't want to accept certain things, it's like, it's an instruction manual. Like, it, yeah. it's true. It's an instruction manual on how to live. So that's all I wanted to chime in with, with Roosh V here. But uh, it's just interesting because this guy is now fostering a lot of attention in right-wing circles. Uh, he has been for the past couple of years politically, but you know it's a pickup artist, and it's like I look at it similarly to I don't know if Neil Strauss is the same See, way. But, but, Neil- but here's but, but I gotta say something here though. But this is the thing. It's it's okay. So have you ever heard of Steve Caballero? Yes, I okay, have. So Steve Caballero is, is a born again Christian, right? He was mm-hmm. uh, and like you know, like I I didn't know because he's older than me. And then he was, because uh, like my, one of my good friends that when I was living in those crack houses, uh, 
You're talking about the skateboarder, right? Yeah, the skateboarder yeah. was uh was a guy named Ray. I'm not gonna say his last name because he passed away, and and you know his sister is, you know, uh, but anyway, uh, so I, because this is the thing. Like, if you're gonna be a born again Christian, I think you do it the way Steve Caballero should have been. Because I don't want to say anything negative about how we were growing up or anything like that. And uh, because again, I wasn't a skateboarder, but we all hung out together because you know it's just like he was in a band like a punk band and uh so you know we had all hanging at the same places because it's just you know the the like the hip-hop dudes the punk like anybody who believed in anarchy we all hung out together right and, um and i'm not saying he did bad things but because I never like, cause there was like, I knew like, I actually was friends with, with his drummer. Cause he was in a band. So like the drummer I knew pretty well and, and all this other stuff. And, and so, but we never really hung out because, cause I'm what, I'm not a drinker. So because I never drank, I never really socialized everybody because I was trying to do my own thing. Right. And, uh, and um, anyway, so, <laughs> my thing is this knowing from a distance what had happened because i could tell you stories of what had happened and uh and he became a born-again christian right i don't even know what born-again christian means but because i remember he was catholic you know what i mean like he was like uh uh no but i don't even know if he was catholic but he was something like he was religious but not religious he was raised like, catholic i think yeah no i don't know but either way like um no, no, because like I don't want to even say he was raised Catholic because like just like with with my friend Ray, like Ray and Steve were really good friends because you know of skateboarding, and I believe Ray was better than Steve. Just uh, but Ray had a really bad drug problem, and that's why I hung out with Ray so much because you know we would go in onto like there was this park on Roosevelt. And uh, we lived right across the street. So you really had to be really strung out to go to Roosevelt. And um, anyway, so long story short, I, I, I do know he, like, he knew God, right? Steve mm -hmm. Cavallaro. But, and he was famous and all this other stuff, had women, whatever. Uh, was in a band that was really horrible. <laughs> it was that band was terrible. God, Stigmon's band was even worse. But anyway, uh, uh, yeah. But these bands weren't good. Um, yeah, they just weren't good. But anyway, so long story short, um, and again, like I wasn't friends with Steve Cabal uh Steve Caballero. It, it was I was more friends with friends people he knew. Like, uh, and even to this day, like, like because there's a guy named Corey O'Brien who's also like a famous skateboarder, but he doesn't get the same popularity. Like there's a lot of good skateboarders that just don't get the recognition like Steve Caballero, but Steve Caballero was the best. And that's probably why if you're not the best, you don't get the recognition. But here's my point. When Steve Caballero became a born again Christian, I think a lot of his friends, like I actually wanted to reach out to him. I was like, dude, what's because dude, like everybody shunned him. You know what I mean? He's no longer cool. He's not the, you know, you know what I mean? He's just like, eh. And, and, and I think he's okay with that. But at the same time, he didn't go looking out for fame or try to be popular in white right wing circles. Right. You know what I mean? He's just like, you know what? He just sticks to his faith. He's, I don't know if he's all alone, but uh, I believe he's, he's never alone. When you yeah. have that, yeah, you're not alone. 
Yes. Yeah, so, no, but what I meant by alone is like, I think he just, you know, he's just chills with his wife. Uh, and I found out through this dude, um, because, you know, like I said before, we were doing a magazine and I found out that Steve Kevlar was born again Christian through these two dudes. I don't know him personally, but we were co- going to collaborate on this magazine that I was uh, going to mm-hmm. do. And uh, I was going to be the editor in chief. And these two dudes are very well known. I guess I could say their name uh, because I'm not saying anything out of that's bad. Okay. So there was this guy named Cyrus Satsis and Steve Blankenship. And they had a, a, a national radio show called, um, yeah, I forgot what it was, but it's, it's something about extreme sports. So we were talking and we headed off because, you know, I was an athlete and, and, and and I, you know, I know a lot about fighting. I know a lot of the fighters. And so like yeah. Steve Blankenship, uh, you know, me and him, we got along pretty well. So, and he was the one that actually told me that Steve Caballero was a born again Christian. I was like, what? I like at the time when he told me, I was like, what happened to him that he'd have to go off the deep end, <laughs> you know, that way. But now I'm thinking, <laughs> holy shit. Yeah. He did it the right way. And that guy, the pickup artist did it the wrong way. See, the pickup artist, from what you're describing, and I don't know this guy, and I don't know, you know, and I'm, it's coming from your perspective. So from based on your perspective, I believe the pickup artist, being a born-again Christian, is doing it the wrong way because he's still seeking fame. Whereas well, Caballero, on the other hand... Yeah, seeking a platform to talk about it because <clears throat> arguably you could say that I'm doing that, right? It depends on the purpose here. If he's yeah, like, but, hold, uh, 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 but you're wrong because see, we didn't start this podcast uh, talking about Jesus. We started this podcast about street conservatism, but then it see, I'm the one talking about religion because I'm the one learning about it. And it <laughs> hit me that street conservative is nothing more than just another form of Christianity. And then see, because the thing is like this, people don't get it. Street conservative, like how you are in the streets is literally what you see in Christianity. It's like biblical times. Like you could live, like what happened last night, you could transfer us back to 2000 years ago and that would have been Jesus's time. Yeah. You know what I mean? It doesn't change. It doesn't change. But the thing is, but yeah. it's even better that Tower of Babel, you can, tra- you, you know, go through time again and that would have been the genesis of Christianity was the Tower of Babel. That's the genesis of Christianity. The Jewish faith is literal Christianity, but they never understood it. So instead of getting complicated, complicated, and complicated, and complicated, God seems to have made the Bible easier and easier and easier to understand. And then you get these crazy Muslims that made it complicated again. (laughs) And that's why Muslims are just as crazy as the Jews, because it's not that complicated. See, now, now Steve Caballero, Based on what Steve Blankenship is saying, because I, you know, I have not seen, God, I haven't seen Steve Caballero since the 80s. You know what I mean? It's been a long time since I've seen Steve Caballero. And he was in a band. It was at the Cactus Club. Right. Uh, this club in San Jose. But anyway, so long story short, you're not, we're not talking, you're not the one that was talking about God. I'm having epiphanies um, as I'm talking to you about Jesus and and like my my Christian family and then what you're saying you know what I mean and so uh, logically I have all these questions right and so right. therefore we talk about it 
And, and I'm telling you now, like you sent me these videos and stuff like, dude, you know, I, you're way more knowledgeable than these dudes on the, <laughs> on the TV screen because they honestly don't get it. And, and the thing is this guy, he's seek, he's using his, cause look, everybody gets old. I can't imagine a pickup artist being 50 trying mm -hmm. to pick up on hot, 20 something year old using i see what you're saying because after a while it just doesn't work anymore yeah so yeah. what does he do he converts to christianity now he's like you know he has this platform and now he's like everybody in the on the right is like yeah look at this he's you know one of us now one of us one of us you yeah. know with that chant then that's not good and, right. and, and 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 that's why it reminds me of steve caballero because i feel bad for steve caballero even though i don't know him uh and like again i haven't seen him in shit 30 years maybe but um mm -hmm. but the thing is i felt bad for him like when steve blankenship told me that he was a born again and like you know and he's kind of like off the grid because of it and yeah. then he, well that's what cyrus said cyrus goes because like again our conversation was just like we only spoke like three or four times about the magazine right and, um so but then because you know, they're doing extreme sports. Steve Caballero is considered a, an extreme sports guy. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, so how they were describing Steve Caballero being a born-again Christian made me feel sorry for him. I'm like, dude, like everybody turned your, like all your friends are gone because they don't agree with you and whatever. And But now I get it. Like you're supposed to be like Steve Caballero. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you have your faith and you do what you can for your community. I don't know what he does, but uh, I'm just assuming born again Christians are like helping their community and, 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 and like, and I'll say one thing I, and, and because Steve Caballero has a really gross deformity, like he really, like when he walks, he walks like the hunch, like he looks yeah. like the hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah. I know what uh, he looks like. Yeah. Oh, okay. So anyway, so, so I'm just assuming like he does a lot of help or a lot of work with people with disabilities and stuff like that. And I'm thinking, man, that's a lonely life. But then now I see that's like a good life, you know, and that's, I think that's what you're supposed to do. You're not supposed to do it for fanfare because once you start doing sh stuff for fanfare, then everything gets all screwed up. You know, and that's, and that's the problem with Christianity. And that's why the streets are, because dude, I'm telling you now, the streets are way worse today than they were back then. You never saw kids slinging dope. And these dudes like slinging, mm -hmm. I don't even think they were 18. I think they were like 16, 17. And, but in the old days, you saw a lot of adults slinging. Yeah, no, I, that makes sense. Kids. Yeah. Well, you saw kids, but not at the level that you see kids today. And right. I think that's a, that's a fault of Christianity. See, because everybody's like that pickup artist Christian and not like Steve Caballero Christian. Yeah, no, well, you're right. You're right. No, I, I know what you're, you're getting at that with that, but let's, uh, I think that that's a good way to kind of segment that, but let's, let's shift gears here and keep talking about it. It's just cause I gotta, <laughs> we gotta split this into two segments okay, for yep, people. Yep. 